With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Do not forget if you missed even a single second of the show, you'll die. You need to go to iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes and download the podcast of it. Then you won't die. (laughs) Did you hear Troy Behar on The View? I will tell you something. This isn't my thought. I forget whose it was. I was talking to somebody and they told me this, so now I'm going to take credit for it as if it's my own, but it's 100% true. There's a thing about communists. Many of them, even when they're presented with facts, with, with things they can't possibly deny about how wrong they are about things, they will still deny it. And they will still deny it in some level, out of self-preservation. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean. Uh, you know, let's, let's use this. Let's, let's do an analogy here. What if I was raised, let's say my parents were a couple of workout freaks. Like, they, they worked out, don't get me wrong, but let's say they were bodybuilders, workout freaks, right? And my parents raised me to believe protein is everything. You always have to have protein, 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 protein. And you do, by the way. But anyway, set that aside. But so from an early age, 
If I was having breakfast, hey, where am I getting my protein? Lunch, protein. Hey, did I get enough protein today before I go to sleep at night? Protein, protein. That becomes my life. Every single meal, year after year after year, day after day, it's protein, 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 protein. And then one day, here I am, 42 years old. I've lived that life. Protein life. I find out, let's say there's some doctor I actually trust, which there aren't many of those, but let's say there's some doctor I actually trust, did some digging into it. He did some study. And he found out that protein kills you and has no nutritional value whatsoever. Except, pause on that for a moment. Let's look back on my 42 years. You're telling me my parents lied to me my whole life? You're telling me all that time preparing meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, seeking out specific things on the menu, all that, all that was for nothing? In fact, it was all harmful? How hard would it be to accept that? Like, remember what we were just talking about last hour? We were talking about the guy who had served his country, border patrol, military, everything else. And now he's struggling with what many veterans are struggling with right now. My country's a disaster. It wasn't worth it. Now, why do they say that? Why is that pain there? Because they put their heart and soul into something, and then it's just they're finding out maybe it wasn't what they thought it was. And that is such a hard thing to digest. Veterans are killing themselves over that. It's a huge problem. Now, back to what we were talking about, about the commies. You can hold whatever facts you want up to these people. But the truth is, even if they deep down know the fact you just cited to them is correct, they can't acknowledge it because in the acknowledgement of it, they would then have to acknowledge that virtually everything they believe is a lie and who they are is a lie. Listen to Joy Behar here. You're going to laugh and mock her. But honestly, this is a human being. Communism is so woven into who she is. She'll say things like this without skipping a beat. What's happening with these anti-vax people? You know, I said this the other day. I have been boosted and boosted and boosted. So I got COVID. It does not prevent you from getting COVID, but you don't die from it. Right. And yet you have people like this Robert Kennedy Jr. who's going out there. I got boosted and boosted and boosted. And yeah, I mean, I got COVID, but I didn't die. How broken are they? I told, I've told you this story before. I'll tell you again real quick before we move on to other things. We're going to get into this illegal stuff and what it's going to mean for poor people. But a uh, New York acquaintance, I wouldn't call him a friend, but a New York City acquaintance of mine. We were talking. And this is a human being who's in the city every day. And me and some buddies who are friends were talking with him. And they were ranting and raving about how bad it's gotten in the city, how dirty it is, the homelessness, and it, you can set the crime, it's more dangerous, and it, you can feel it. And I love New York City, but you can feel it when you go through there. And I'm not even a native. I feel it. I can see a difference. It gets worse every time I go back. He, the Democrat in the group, the acquaintance in the group, he was totally dumbfounded or acted dumbfounded about what they were talking about. 
He even said, I remember it because he's talking to all of me. He said, where are you guys seeing all this homelessness and dirtiness? I, I don't see any of this. And they, they were just about fell out of their chairs. So what do you mean you don't see it? It's everywhere. I can't. What are you talking about? And he, he just stayed with that. Man, I don't see anything. It all seems fine. I was just, I forget where he said he was. And it was fine. I just don't see that. Why? I mean, he has eyes. His eyes work just fine. Why? Because to acknowledge the state of the city is to acknowledge his role in the state of the city. It's to acknowledge that the way he votes has caused the suffering and misery and poverty all around him. That he's at fault and he needs to change his ways. He needs to change not just how he votes That's in his being. It's woven into him. He needs to undo himself. And for that guy, that's just too much. And for most people, that's human nature. It's too much. It's too far. They can't do it. All right, move on. Move on. Let's focus on what really, what, honestly, the majorly important things. I am the Frito Bandito. Hey, I like Frito's corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Frito's corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Frito's corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, munch, munch a bunch of Fritos. Ah, oh, that's the important things. All right. Now, six million illegals. Jesse, there are, where are six million illegals going to live? Think what this is going to do to rental states. This will affect mostly the lowest paid among the citizens. Well, this is, again, I hate to keep coming back to it, but it is so similar to what happened when the Roman Republic fell and it became an empire. A huge part of why the Republic fell was the elites were flooding their country with people who didn't belong there, mostly slaves, and they were crushing the actual Roman citizens. It destroys a civilization. And the most horrible thing about it is the elites never have to live with it. They never have to endure it. Remember, what was it, Ron DeSantis? Was it Ron DeSantis who sent him to Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard? I think it was Martha's Vineyard. It was Martha's Vineyard. He sent, I think it was like 45 illegals from Florida up to Martha's Vineyard. They had those people gone within 48 hours. Within 48 hours, they were all on a bus. Hey, hey, we love you guys. Thanks for coming here. Anyway, uh, see ya. You You need to go now. They can't live with these people so it's always the poor people who suffer it's the poor people who suffer the most from all this and the sad part is that's part of why they do it they know poor people don't have the power don't have the political power don't have the political capital and so they know they can just destroy these communities just flood already poor communities with illegals nobody in power gets affected none of these people were in there jesse Coats and jackets is the subject line. She said, is it cold in your studio? Okay. Sometimes I forget that people actually watch me do the radio show. You know they simulcast the show, right? Meaning you can watch me do the radio show. It's on the first TV. Just go to the first TV and you'll find a simulcast of the show. That's one. Two. 
you may find that I'm wearing a turtleneck today when you tune in. You should understand that's just part of being European. All right. Don't shake your head, Michael. It's part of being a European like I half am now. That's that's one. Uh, the, the other thing, is it cold in the studio? We don't have no, – Don't. we're very, very blessed here. They build us our own studio, and, and it's wonderful. So I don't want to complain, really. But you should understand, I think maybe when people hear the show, it's this big national show now, which is totally hilarious to us. The show's huge now. It's this big national show. It's popular, and it's going all that. I don't want all that stuff's great, right? So I think when people listen, maybe you're in your car right now or kitchen, wherever you are, you probably picture, at least I would picture, a really pretty fancy setup we have here. I bet it's all mahogany, rich mahogany. I bet I bet it's a fifty-year-old Scotch in the kitchen and things like that. No, it's a pretty rundown around here. <laughs> it's pretty rundown, and part of being pretty rundown is the AC's broken. Broken as in. It's 45 degrees here, and the AC's stuck on high, so it's about 45 degrees in the studio. So, yes, I'm bundled up. All right, let's get to another email. Jay Meets. I live in the Dallas area. There's a pregnancy clinic in the Metroplex I've been involved with called Thrive. I've donated them. My aunt volunteered. They sent out a quarterly publication that shows what they've been up to. The publication they just sent out at the end of 2023 gives an overview of the accomplishments and blessings from the year and one of the blessings was a section about how Preborn generously donated four brand new sonogram machines to the clinic. I just thought you and your fellow listeners would like to hear that donations to Preborn are going to great use. Keep up the fighting. Keep up the good work. P.S. I recently finished, finished the anti-communist manifesto available at jessikellybook.com. She says there are three typos, but I'm not going to tell you where they are. That's not very nice says I can use her name. Her name is Heather. When you give to preborn, it saves lives. I, I can't put it any simpler than that. $28 buys an ultrasound machine or buys an ultrasound for somebody. Five grand pays for the entire network for 24 hours. 200 lives walking the planet because of you. All tax deductible. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Go save a life tonight. Sponsored by Preborn. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can still email your questions. We still have tons of show left. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you missed the Alana Goodman interview from last hour, plus all my witty brilliance, all that's available on podcast form iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Let's get back to the questions. Dear world traveler who sometimes fills in as a radio host. That's not very nice. I've lived in Ohio all my life, and in a few weeks, I moved to South Carolina to pursue trade school. Good for you, my man. As someone who has moved, to a, uh, as someone who has moved a lot, how did you integrate yourself into the community and find new friends? I'm very much an introvert. And I don't want to fall into the same routine of just working, working out, and then going home. Any suggestions would be appreciated. I love the show. You can say my name. His name is Jacob. He said, P.S. Any suggestions that might also help me find a dime would be a, a bonus. Kill two birds with one stone. Okay, let's, let's deal with the making friends thing when you move to a new area. Uh, 
Have I ever told you about my move when I was in the fifth grade? Okay, so we were, you know, I come from a construction family. My dad did construction. His dad did construction before him. This is what we did. And uh, I was born in Ohio, and that's what we did, construction. When I was 10 years old, I was in the fifth grade, my old man uh, decided he wanted to go do construction somewhere else. He'd always dreamt of living out west where the air is cleaner, and he wanted to go hunt game and do all kinds of stuff. So my folks threw my, uh, me and my sister in the car, and we took a bunch of road trips out west. You know, this is pre-smartphone days, so it's nothing but playing car games and license plate games and stuff like that. But we would drive out and back and forth out west looking for work. He's just looking for work. Ends up finding a job in Bozeman, Montana as a construction superintendent. Okay, good deal. We move out to Montana. We're living, we don't have a lot of money, so we're living in a ski cabin at the time. But I begin fifth grade. Now, Ohio was obviously the only place I had ever lived. And it we weren't in some major metropolitan area. It was all small schools and stuff. But you know everybody, right? From the, from the age I got to school to the age of 10, I know everyone in school. Everyone knows me. It's all good. And you're popular. You know all these people. Everyone really is. It's all friends. It's all people you live around, work around. Hey, he works at the plant. He does this and that. And that's what I was used to. Hey, I'm popular. Hey, I'm the skinny, funny guy. Ha, ha, ha. And we moved to Montana. And I get there a couple months into the school year, if I remember right. And almost the first day, I believe it might have been the first day, uh, they send you out to recess in Montana. At least they used to, no matter what the weather was. So it was frigid cold. We were standing in line, going out to recess. We were outside. And some dude just turns around in front of me, challenges me to a fight. Boom, sock him right in the face. He socks me back, and we're fighting right there. Okay, well, that was a rough first day. Next day, fighting. Next day, fighting. Getting made fun of, fighting. Someone makes fun of you, pop him in the jaw, fighting, fighting every single day. Come home. I mean, I'm in the fifth grade. You know, I don't want to talk about it. Guys get like that. It's hard to get especially young men to open up whenever you're having trouble like that. I, I go to my room and cry sometimes. I, I had just gone from being the bell of the ball to being Mr. On the Outs. I'm the dork everyone's trying to pick on. I'm having to fight my way through school. My knuckles hurt. I got black eyes. I'm, I'm fighting every freaking day. It's freaking horrible. Eventually, that ended up being a good year for me because when you go through things like that, they're horrible, but they're good for you in the end. In the same way, you know, you would maybe you've gone to boot camp or you've sent your child off to boot camp. A boot camp is not pleasant. It's not supposed to be. At least Marine Corps boot camp isn't. It's not pleasant. It's horrible. But in the end, you're better than you were when you went in. Moving to new places, especially for introverts, but for most people... It's difficult. How do you meet somebody? What do you do? Especially in this day and age when it's easy to just go home and get on your phone and you don't have to talk to anybody. You just sit there on your phone. So let me give you, men and women, give you a helpful little tidbit if you're moving and you want to find something. Find yourself uh, some sort of a grappling gym or a Muay Thai kickboxing gym or a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym of some kind. 
Don't worry. I've never done it before. Jesse, I'm a 50-year-old woman. Jesse, I'm a 60-year-old man. Jesse, I'm fat. Jesse, I'm... Doesn't matter. You find one and you go there. You will find other people just like you. I promise. You will find kindred spirits. You will get to know them. You will find yourself on a Friday night hanging out with them. You're grabbing a beer and some chicken wings. That is the best way to get to know some people there. And then you'll meet their friends. And then that's how it blossoms. Introverts, go to one. Don't be scared. It's intimidating the first time. You'll be hooked after a couple of times. All right? As far as meeting the dime goes, well, get your butt to church. All right, let's talk about Gestapo and Trump. Someone's mad at uh, DeSantis supporters. Hang on. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. What is this song, Michael? This is awful. I know it's Phil Collins' mama. I never, that was awful. I'm a big Phil Collins fan. That's that's bad. That's a bad song. Anyway, it's the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. All right, let's dig into the Ask Dr. Jesse Friday questions all over the place. Jesse, something I've uh, seen discussed recently is that DeSantis supporters are particularly nasty people. And honestly, I've seen that a lot myself. Obviously, there's the old trope of calling Trump supporters cultists. What greatly disturbs me are the views I see from them on major issues. There was no election fraud. Trump is just an awful candidate. January Sixers are not political prisoners and get what they deserve for their actions. Trump is a criminal and is guilty of these uh, prosecutions against him. Removing Trump from the ballots is the leftist attempt to help Trump be DeSantis. These aren't just the views of influencers, but what I've seen from many average DeSantis supporters. How can I possibly ever see these people with these views as being on my side? All right. Let me explain this. And we talked about this before. Let me talk about this again. We're in the middle of a primary right now. Uh, I know. Breaking news. It's, It's journalist Jesse. It's journalist Jesse. There's a primary going on right now. Anyway, we're in a primary right now. And what happens in a primary is all the people who are normally together on the same team, they divide. It's division time. Not only do they do they divide, it's not just that they separate. They separate, they put on the boxing gloves, and they beat the crap out of each other. This is always an uncomfortable time. What's more uncomfortable than watching a married couple fight with each other? Is it not the most cringe-inducing thing? It's awful. It's awful. So that's what's happening right now in a primary. Now, I warned everybody. You will remember. I warned everybody. Support who you want. As long as you have good reasons, your reasons, your vote is the only power you have You support and vote for who you want. You've never once heard me tell you who to vote for, have you? Because I haven't done it. If you're a Trump person, you ride or die with Trump. And you blast whoever you don't like, whoever you're against. Blast Ron DeSantis if you're a Trump supporter. If you're a Ron DeSantis supporter, you ride or die with Ron DeSantis and you give it to Trump both barrels. But what I cautioned everybody on and what I'll continue to caution everyone on is blasting the supporters of the other candidate. This is a trap people fall into every single time. And the reason I say that is not because I'm trying to keep the peace. It's a primary. Have a big old mud fight. I don't give a crap. The problem is as soon as the primary is over, and I know it doesn't feel like this right now. When you're in the middle of a primary, it never feels like this. But once the primary is over... 
we're all going to kind of have to <clears throat> walk back into that living room together, sit down on the same couch, have family game night, talk with each other again. We're going to have to get past this once it's over. When you start giving it to other candidates' supporters, you can and will make that conversation after the primary is over very difficult to have sometimes. Now, as far as are DeSantis supporters nasty? Well, we've talked about this before. Here's the honest truth, and this is going to offend every single person listening. I promise you, you're going to be offended by what I'm about to say, and I don't give a crap because it's true. Every single fan base, no matter what, whether they're political fans, sports fans, Taylor Swift fans, I don't care. Every single fan base has a certain percentage, call it the bottom five, bottom 10%, that are the most passionate fans about whatever that is. And the most passionate fans, don't get me wrong, they have value. The true believer has value. However, the true believer is almost universally nasty and looked upon as a very mean, nasty human being by the rest of the people in the population. As soon as you become a man fan, a fan of a man, as soon as you become a man worshiper, you get nasty. And this applies to Trump fans, DeSantis fans, Taylor Swift fans, Penn State fans, Patriot fans, Yankee fans, you name it. The bottom five, bottom 10%, the most hardcores, the true worshipers of men. I'm not talking about someone who just likes Trump and they're voting for him because of his policies or like DeSantis and they're voting for him because of his policies. I'm talking about the guy, only DeSantis can save America. Oh, it's Trump or die. That human being is going to end up being a jerk. And you know why you're going to end up being a jerk if you turn out that way? Here's why. You have taken your faith and you have placed that faith into a flawed thing because we're all flawed. Everybody. You, me, Trump, DeSantis, everybody. Everybody has flaws, bad things about them. But once I stop being just someone who's maybe a supporter, a voter, once I start being a fan, I got your t-shirt on and your bumper stickers and woo! Once I become that, then what I will do is I will get nasty with the people who don't worship like I worship. It's very much a religious thing. That's why if you're a Trump supporter, you probably have had some negative experiences with DeSantis fans. If you're a DeSantis supporter, you've had some negative experiences with Trump fans What I've tried to explain is what I'll explain one more time. 
just because you run into a Trump fan or a DeSantis fan who's mean to you and he calls you a cultist or he calls you a sellout or a rhino or all these other things, is that person an ignorant turd? Yep, 100%. That person is an ignorant, man-worshipping turd. Yep, cut them off. That doesn't mean it's all of them. I know you think what I'm about to say is crazy. I know you do. But once this primary is over, and it will be over before too long. Remember, the 15th are the Iowa caucuses, Super Tuesdays, early March, first Tuesday in March. Remember, this thing's it's winding down. It's, I know it feels like it hasn't gotten started yet. It's only a couple months long. It's over. Once it's over, you DeSantis fans, you Trump fans, you're going to be together again. You are. It doesn't feel like it when you're in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the primary, but you are. I, I don't have a better way to put it than that. I promise you. Look, this applies beyond politics. Like I said, go. Uh, uh, you have a, you have social media. I'm not encouraging you to get it if you don't have. It. You have social media. Who's the most popular singer in the world, Michael? Did I say I said Taylor Swift? Is that Taylor Swift? Okay, Taylor Swift. Ariana Grande. Okay, we'll use Ariana Grande just because her name sounds more like my native tongue. Buenas really. tardes. So let's take Ariana Grande. Go online right now and say something. It doesn't have to be mean. Something fairly, I don't know, innocuous. Hey, Ariana Grande, I don't know. I really don't like her music anymore. I think it's kind of fallen off. Uh, it won't be all the comments. I guarantee you will get some nasty comments from people who have Ariana Grande posters up in their house. And, oh, I love her. Woo! That's the way it is. Don't let the dirtball hardcores that every fan base has taint you for everyone in it. That's not something smart. All right? We're not done yet. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Getting fired up for the weekend. (laughs) Now... Let's dig into something here. It's a good, it's a spicy little question. Remember, you can still email your questions during the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, all right? All right. Jesse, what is the attraction to communism anyway? Well, I've, I've talked about this before. I wrote about it in my book, which is available at jessekellybook.com. Anyway, no, seriously, I talked about it before, that communism is the religion of the malcontent. The religion of the malcontent. Now, what does that mean? Why is it so appealing? Have you ever known somebody, or maybe this has been you in the past, maybe this is you now. Now, I will tell you, this has been me before. Have you ever known somebody who's been consumed with bitterness? I have been consumed with bitterness in the past. I really, really suffer, suffered from that really badly when I got back from Iraq. Really, really in a dark dark place for a lot of different reasons. But somebody who suffers from bitterness, maybe uh, gone through a divorce, a uh, sickness, uh, whatever it may be, job loss, who knows, whatever. Maybe, like I said, maybe it's been you yourself. What happens when you let bitterness take over is... All the worst parts of all of us, all the flawed parts of man, you end up embracing those things. 
there's something fallen about man. What communism really does is it takes every flawed part of man and it digs into them and it embraces it. All the selfishness, all the envy, all the everything. Everything goes for you. The appeal of communism is you take a malcontented person and you aim them at somebody and you tell them that person, that's the cause of your problems right there. That's the human being right there. Go get him. And for a bitter person, that's music to their ears. When I was bitter, when I was bitter, fresh out of the Marines, not doing well, suffering, right? Mentally suffering. If you had been able, if you could stand in front of me in that moment and hold up a man, somebody, I don't care, who pick someone you hate, and you said, Jesse, look at this. You see this guy? He's the one who did it. Well, my list of grievances that I had at the time. You see this guy, Jesse? He's the cause. Oh, man, I would have beat the crap out of him. In the very least, I would have beat the crap out of him. There's my outlet. There's the source of my problems. Bitter people. You've seen this all over the place. All over the place. You'll see this with uh, job loss. For men, job loss is incredibly hard. Not that job loss is easy for women. I'm not saying that, but men are, are created to be providers. I've been out of work. It affects men in a different way. It really, really does. It hurts us in ways I can't possibly explain. It hurts. You feel like a failure. It's bad. When you Let's say you got done wrong by your employer, laid off, no reason, whatever it may be. You ever talk to somebody like that? Or have you ever been that guy? Or maybe a freshly divorced woman, whatever? If you could give that guy who just got laid off from his job, if you, if you could give him a way he could hurt his employer without his former employer without going to jail, you think he'd take it? You bet he would. If you could give that woman, husband just ran out on her, took off with the secretary or something. If you could give her a way to hurt him, you think she'd take it? Of course she would. It's part of the reason divorces get so nasty. No, you'll never see your kids again. I got that bitterness takes over and you just want to hurt and destroy things. You don't want to create. You don't want to build. You want to hurt things. People who end up embracing communism, people who wade into it. In America today, it would be all these cultural Marxists out there. White people are evil. America sucks. Colonizers, this, whatever. These people, they are full of bitterness and they found an outlet for it. People have a hard time understanding why communists are so capable of destroying so many things so quickly it's because it's their whole belief system it's their entire religion burn it down and that doesn't sound appealing to grateful people contented people i'm not saying everything's going great in your life right now you have problems i have problems it's life but you haven't waded into that bitterness and wrapped your arms around it and let it consume you if you do hurting things destroying things it will become joy for you. You ever talk to a feminist? I hope you haven't, but you ever talk to a feminist? Everyone hates them. 
But why does everyone hate a feminist? Why? Even other feminists don't like being around feminists. Why? Well, they're bitter. They're, there's nothing positive. There's no sunlight. There's no nothing from them because they take joy in tearing things down. What, what is this Disney thing? Do we have this? Oh, yeah, yeah. The new, I, I played it for you a couple days ago. The next director of the Star Wars movie. Now, you can yell and scream at this person. This dirty commie deserves all that. But what you're hearing here, successful as she may be, Hollywood movie director, this is a human being through whatever, education, parents, culture, I don't know what, who is consumed with bitterness. And you'll hear it. I'll I'll let the whole thing play. Breaking things, hurting things, making you uncomfortable. That's what brings her joy. Um, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy <laughs> making men uncomfortable. <laughs> Not you, just, just, you know, it is important to be able to look into the eyes of a man and say, I am here and recognize that and recognize that I am working to bring something that makes you uncomfortable and it should make you uncomfortable because you need to change your attitude. And it's only when you're uncomfortable, when you're shifty, when you have to have difficult conversations that you will perhaps look at yourself in the mirror and not like the reflection and then say, maybe there is something wrong with the way I think or maybe there is something wrong with the way I am addressing this issue. You must understand to the communist, the world itself is broken and evil. America is broken and evil and horrible. That despicable hag right there will be totally convinced she's the good guy while she breaks everything around her. That's the appeal of communism. Once you let bitterness wash over you, you are a prime candidate. All right? Anyway, let's talk about something wonderful. You know what's wonderful? Napping. You know what's even better than napping? Not needing one. And this is from a top five napper. I'll still nap, don't get me wrong. But I used to, probably two or three years ago, man, I would run into this wall. Two or three in the afternoon. Dude, I've just, I've got to go down. I, gotta, I need an hour. I need a half hour. I got to go out. I just run out of energy. I've been taking a male vitality stack from chalk for a couple years now. Yeah, I can nap. I never need one. I don't need a nap now. I don't need to go to sleep now. That's what happens when you send your T levels up to the moon, fellas, with natural herbal supplements. Get a male vitality stack from chalk. Ladies, a female vitality stack. All I'm asking from you is 90 days. 90 days. Days, and then I want you to email me and tell me how you feel. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.